emergency episode of the loudest podcast emergency episode i'm your host Asterios Kodos. with us as always is sarancho hello now i know that we usually only kind of put out one episode every six months or so every new lunar new year so happy year of the dragon happy year of the pork happy year of the pork again for the seventh year in a row a little tiny baby poor. Stack one on top. Anyways, what happened? You're distracting you? me with this. You're distracting me with all your talk of porgs. Okay. So we were just at McDonald's, which is, I'm realizing now like where a lot of our stories either begin or end on the loudest. But we were just at McDonald's, okay? Yeah, I really hope that in the future, McDonald's reintroduces the blind box feature mm. to the adult meal. Like, I feel like there's no objective with my meal now. There's no collecting element. My, the food I'm eating. So, yeah, I'm going to need you to introduce like the Cardi B mini Funko Pop meal. McDonald's. Oh, little tiny Cardi B with her little tiny designer purse. A little tiny bottle of uh, that substance that she used to roofie clients at her strip club. Yeah, one of them could have like the shoe that she threw at who was it? I don't even Nicki Minaj or somebody at the Met Gala. She threw a shoe at someone at the Met Gala? She yeah. shooed someone? She tried to throw, she unsuccessfully, she tried to throw a shoe at someone, but the Met Gala security isn't Zeus Network security. <laughs> so they actually like neutralized her before she was able to make any contact with anybody. Is she the first person ever to be kicked out of the Met Gala for violence? I think so. Where does America come to? That's actually... That's pretty cool. You got to admit, right? That's a pretty cool stat to have. Yeah, now everybody who, somebody next try to beat it. Somebody's going to bring a gun next year. Okay, look, you're distracting me, okay? You're distracting me with all this talk. We were at McDonald's and, uh, we really can't go into our local McDonald's anymore. But unlike most stories, this one's not our fault. There's a young gentleman. Now, you'll notice I'm using, I'm, I've slowed down my cadence, and I'm kind of using a, a, like a more warming, more welcome tone. And this is the diplomat uh, cadence that yes. I, feel, I have a feeling we've got a lot of passive language coming to. There is a young gentleman who works at this McDonald's who is infatuated with Rancho, and you can't blame him, right, listeners? He does. He, he's got good taste, this guy. He tells me I'm beautiful every time I walk in there. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Every single time. Every single time. You, you know what? Why, why don't you give us a taste of this experience? <laughs> uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think you want me to do that. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. Why don't I give us a taste of- Yeah, you do the voice. He, there's no need to do any voice. Yeah, you get on microphone doing the voice. There's no need to- what, I don't even know what the voice <laughs> is. <laughs> but look, he, this young man has a job, okay? He sure does. He pays taxes. Yeah. Just like anybody else. FICA takes their cut of his check just like- Actually, they might not. <laughs> Take a cut don't. out of his check. In fact, FICA may put a little bit of more money into some of the other checks. I was going to say, in fact, he's probably taking a slice of your check. Yeah, and and we love and hey, that's great. That's great. But it's a lot for Rancho to put up with. And look, I've got a broken leg. I can't go in there. She's in there all by herself. So we've started using the McDonald's app. The app that um forces the gentleman with the learning disability. Oh, we don't know. We're not doctors. Oh, yeah, no, I would never diagnose anybody, but uh, the the 
the the app that requires the gentleman who pays his taxes just like anybody else, yeah. just like mm-hmm. you and me, who, yep. who just wants to go to work and work a day shift and then go home and relax. It makes him leave the restaurant and take your food outside. Now, so in now the parking he knows, space. So now he knows what your car looks like. Yeah, so he can write down your license plate and follow you home. Yeah. Is he allowed to drive? I hope not. Well, and this is true. Everyone chipped in to buy him a tricycle. Wow. I'm not kidding. Wow. I was specifically, I read that in the town newspaper. Oh, you're not kidding. No. You're not making a joke. No. Oh, my God. You know that big trike that's like locked up outside sometimes? Yes. That's his. Oh, my God. I thought that was a joke. I thought that was like a thing he rode around for fun. No. It, look, and when I say tricycle, I don't mean like a tricycle no. that a monkey would ride around. Uh, because that's a defensive comparison. Yeah, it would be a tricycle that it would. It's a bicycle that an adult with who needs adult training wheels would ride you're skating a little close to the line there it's an adult bicycle yes an adult who perhaps was on the mental level of someone it's an adult tricycle it's an adult sized <laughs> tricycle there's a basket in the back he could put his stuff in there's streamers on the handlebars and i think those were just kind of fun extras i like when he opens the door for me he does. That's when I appreciate it. Sometimes he comes outside. I don't appreciate when he follows me outside because sometimes I just want to hit my vape in peace, you know? I remember last time. I, we will get to why this is an emergency episode, too. I remember last time you told me that someone had perhaps given him a talk about over-complimenting young women? Yeah, no, I think he got a talking to. Uh, a couple times ago, I thought he got a talking to because I went in there and I saw him and I made, like, direct eye contact with him. I don't know. It was just an accident. Like, oh, you walk okay. into the building, your okay. eyes got to go somewhere. No, that's true. <laughs> so, you scan the room. Okay, right. Got it, yeah. So I go over, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. So he's going around. He's doing his things. He's cleaning up piles of trash and homeless people, urine, as you do, as one does in a McDonald's. You worked at McDonald's. Right. And then he did not say a single word to me. And I'm like, oh, somebody got talked to. Like, he was intentionally avoiding my gaze. So my assumption was that uh, another, another young woman, because I have a feeling, I'm sorry, Sorry to say this. I have a feeling I'm not the only, like, I'm not the the apple of his eye. I have a feeling he has others. Don't. Hey, he... you be nice to yourself. You're the only one for him. I try. I try not to think. I try not to let my mind wander too far about who else he's uh, telling. Looks like a beautiful sunset uh, when I'm not ordering McDonald's, which is infrequently. But... He'll say, I remember you telling me, like, he'll say to you, like, you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Yes, uh-huh. He tells me that regularly. There's only one most beautiful girl you've ever seen. Right. So it break- I mean, me and him agree <laughs> on that. So it breaks my heart considering the possibility of his object permanence is that of a goldfish. <laughs> but I digress. You really? I There's thought- a line. <laughs> There's a line. Oh, it's fine for you to make these jokes. Wait, I'm what sa- jokes? I'm saying basically- Name one thing I've said. I'm saying basically the same thing as you, but funnier. And I'm the bad guy. There's a line. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm saying is I thought he got talked to because he like looked me in the eyes and then intentionally it seemed like avoided me that time. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. Somebody probably told him to stop hitting on people in the lobby. So, but then the next time I went, we were back to square one. So either he forgot or the hard ass manager wasn't there that day or something happened. I remember the time that he didn't compliment you inside McDonald's. He did wait for you to leave the McDonald's. Yes, that's right. He did follow me out. That was the time that he uh, followed me outside and I was trying to suck my vape pen while he was trying to talk to me. So maybe he thinks that 
like whatever the manager told him only applies to the interior of the McDonald's building. And like outside, it's just renegades law. Right. It's no man's land out there. She probably said, I don't care what you do outside of this McDonald's. And he took it literally. I mean, even though he, he was still on McDonald's property. Okay. But anyway, we use curbside delivery now. Get the curbside delivery. Park in space number one. In a flash, this guy, like, we just park, and the guy's already, like, on his way out with a big honking tray of, like, McDonald's, our Coke, and some napkins. So they hand us the stuff, and I go, oh, wait, 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 one second, one second. I grab my wallet, open up my wallet, pull out a dollar bill, I tip the guy. You tip the fucking McDonald's curbside, dude. What's your fucking problem? And this is why... We are recording today because that was immediately what Rancho said. <laughs> Rancho, she didn't say like, oh, that's so nice of you to like tip this like extreme minimum wage worker a dollar. <laughs> Rancho wasn't like, hey, you know, it's cold out here. So it was nice of you to give the guy a dollar. Rancho said, what the fuck is wrong with you? And started laughing in my face. Yeah, because what the fuck? And you're like, because you had the dumbest fucking response. I was like, don't fucking tip him. Because you said, where's my wallet? I was like, don't fucking tip him. And you were like, did you just say don't tip him? And I was like, yes. And you were like, you worked at McDonald's. And I was like, yeah. So I can tell you with intimate level certainty that you don't tip the McDonald's cashier. What is your problem? I look, I understand not tipping the guy at the counter, okay? I'm not going to hand a guy a dollar in front of his manager. Okay, what do you think is the difference in pay scale between the guy who runs the order out and the guy who uh, takes orders at the counter? Surprise, it's a trick question because it's literally the same exact fucking person. Like, they tell the cashier to take the stuff out when they're not busy inside. I've seen them do it. I am not saying that they are two different employees. <laughs> I'm saying the vibe is different. Like, I'm not going to slide a fiver across my counter, but only because I don't want the guy to get in trouble. Outside, manager's not looking. Here's a dollar. Thanks for running this out in the cold. And I, also, I don't believe I said, uh, you used to be a McDonald's employee. I said, you used to be a McDonald's employee. Wouldn't you want an extra dollar? That's a seventh of what they make in an hour. Yeah, and it's weird. It, you need to fucking stop doing that. If your New Year's resolution is to not tip so many weird people, let me tell you, the, the McDonald's cashier boy is a good place to start. That's a good one. We can work our way up to the landlord. After that, I feel like you're really not engaging on some of these points I'm making. I feel like your points are stupid because you're ignoring my my big blaring central point. Your central point doesn't make any sense. Well, how come he doesn't deserve a dollar? It's cold out there. He's in that little McDonald's polo shirt. Hey, I can see his breath. Here's a buck. Thanks, man. Now, look, last time I went to that McDonald's, I didn't have a dollar, but I had about a dollar and 25 and change. So I gave it to the nice young lady and I said, hey, I'm sorry I don't have bills, but uh, there's more than a dollar here. Next time I'll have bills. And she laughed and she said, thanks. I made her day. I'm making people's day and I'm going to get attacked by it. People are laughing it. at you. They're laughing at you. You're not making their day. They're just laughing at you because it's weird to get tipped somebody at McDonald's. Listener, we got to fight back against this. We got to fight back against tipping culture has gone way too fucking far. We have to stop. We have to stop and we have to make fun of people like you that participate in this that think it's fucking funny.
to do this shit because you laugh and then before you know it enough assholes like you are going to get on Twitter and be self-righteous about it and then these dumbass McDonald's employees will start expecting tips. You are a McDonald's employee. How come you keep calling them dumbasses and mentally challenged? A phrase I didn't use or even imply. Uh, yeah, I would also consider myself mentally challenged at age 16. Okay. <laughs> That's why we don't let them drink or vote. Yeah, you know what else was weird? to do oh it's so weird to tip the guy who else was weird giving women the right to vote was weird and a far out there idea let me tell you about this cool dude with some strange notions called <laughs> jesus christ okay i agree that what i'm doing right now isn't the norm but i think it should be yeah and, I and think one dollar at a time we can make these people's lives, except for that one guy, a little bit better. I think when you wake up in the morning and your alarm clock demands a mandatory tip to turn off, you should look yourself in the mirror and say, you did this. You did this. You normalized this dumb fucking shit, like tipping a McDonald's cashier to the point where it's gonna because it's gonna become mandatory after that they're gonna take over the world and they're gonna use this as an excuse to underpay everybody and they're gonna get rid of the minimum wage and then you're gonna have to tip your fucking propane guy when he comes over to fill up your tank the minimum wage has been seven dollars and 25 cents for as long as you have been alive. Well, Samantha. guess what? Now it's going to be a tipped minimum wage for everybody because everybody is going to get tips now. You have to tip your doctor. And literally any human being that you interact with, you have to tip. If, if I help you put groceries in your car, like just as a Samaritan, you have to give me money. Well, it's I $2 minimum actually, wage. Actually, stop you right there. When I go to BJ's club and the guy delivers the pallets of water to the car, I do tip that guy. We're going to have to tip the receptionist and the doctor and the x-ray guy. This is the slippery slope fallacy. I'd like to point out that the we're slippery, not getting not a I'd like to point out slope. that we it's are not, not getting married to you, cats and you, dogs. You Everyone thought gay marriage would lead to me marrying Fido you and Fidina and people, we would have a you little people, trouble. You people love talking about how slippery slope. Well, let me tell you, you're sliding down the slope right fucking now. You're like, oh, it's a slippery slope. Buddy, you're on this slope. You're tipping McDonald's cashiers. How is that not a slide down the slope? Here's where we start. Started. We started with taxi drivers and waiters, and now we're at McDonald's. How is this not sliding? You see the slope? You're on it. You know why we're at the top? Because we're at the peak of something called Injustice we're Mountain. We're not in the peak. That's we're at what the I'm peak saying. of something called Injustice Mountain. And God forbid, as I'm tobogganing down Injustice Mountain towards Freedom Valley, a McDonald's employee gets an extra dollar or two on the way. Oh, heaven forbid. I think we should shoot people like you. I'm just saying. I think people should put cum in your food. You were so offended in the car that I gave the guy a dollar. You looked mortified. It was as if I'd like asked a woman her age or a man his dick size at a classy soiree. You were embarrassed. Let's start getting offended when we get randomly offered money again. Bring back shame. We need more shame just in general in society. I saw a TikToker get offered $400 at the end of a date from a guy and she was like not upset about it, which is like, I understand like, yeah, the economy is rough, but like, like, we should bring back shame. 
We should you like, girl, put that shit away. I, Trademark. Everybody buy a t-shirt. I'm gonna sell t-shirts that say put that shit away. It's, Be I, ashamed to 2024. I think we can both agree there's an extreme difference between trying to buy sex off your date for four hundred dollars and helping a minimum wage employee buy his next jewel cartridge. His next I don't see the difference, frankly. I can tell you don't <laughs> see the difference. Now look. There's a lot of stuff I do wrong. I shouldn't be playing Hearthstone while driving, okay? I should be playing Hearthstone and tying up the bench at the gym. Yeah, how are you going to tip the paramedics when you break all your fingers? If, you know, if I'd had a couple of bucks on me, I would have given them to the yeah. paramedics. How much did they you, cut my pants off. How much did you tip the guy that injected you with heroin? It was fentanyl. It was much worse. Excuse me. So he must have gotten at least 20 bucks, right? I'd like to point out that the, also the robot administered the fentanyl. So I, and if I'd had a microchip, I would have tipped RoboDoc. You should be able to tip robots with like virtual pets. Like you should be able to give it like a jolt of electricity. I don't know. What would a robot like? It's a little treat. A jolt of electricity? That sounds nice. Yeah, you could do like a tiny little power surge. Just go like boop. Yeah, send up an NFT. How do I give my robot a hit of vape? <laughs> Rancho, you have to admit, out of all the things I do, I am right about this. No, you're not. The guy, If a guy runs your McDonald's bag out to your car in your fridge. Also, if what I was doing was so bad, why did he take the dollar? Because anybody would take the dollar. Really? Yeah. That lady didn't take 400 of them. She took all 400 of them. Wait, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, she took all of them. Wait, I may not know this. Story. What on earth are you doing? I just said she was offered $400 at the end of her date and was not upset about it. Well, but she refused. Oh. Why okay. would she refuse it if she was not upset about it? Okay, look. All right. Well, that's one point for Rancho. Okay. I, <laughs> I thought that she was not upset about it. But still refused it. And I guess that doesn't make any sense. No, that was my whole tangent about we need to bring shame back. That was what that was about. Is you should you should be you should be like, no, I feel ashamed to have been offered this. But no, she was like, Teehee, let me take that and post it on Instagram. How much more shame do you want McDonald's employees to feel? Enough not to take the dollar. <laughs> when I hand the lady that handful of change, which I agree is what you do to a homeless person. But it, I was very apologetic about it. I said, I'm sorry, I don't have bills. I'll have bills <laughs> next time. Now, what you told me in the car was that this guy was going to go back to McDonald's, show his other McDonald's employees that he had been given a dollar, and he was going to laugh at me. Yeah, probably. Okay. What's wrong with that? That's what's fine. Wrong, what's Nothing. wrong with brightening this guy's day a little bit? And, you know, maybe those McDonald's employees will think to themselves, huh, you know, it would be nice to get a dollar. And then maybe they'll all form something, a crazy idea called a union. And then they'll start negotiating for a better wage. And it'll spread, it'll spread, it'll spread. And before you know, minimum wage burger flippers will become more like waiters are in Europe, where it's a middle class job that you can make an honest day's pay at. It really sucks that the McDonald's union leaders settled for a vape cartridge deal. I mean, that's literally better than they're making right now. I that mean, was that, so fucked up. <laughs> I mean, a vape cartridge costs more than they make in a couple of hours of work. And they need that to do their job. It's like paying for the gloves that you got to use to touch like the special valves when you're a plumber. Yeah, or, or, or to clean out the, those Aaron M&Ms from the McFlurry machine. Exactly. All right, Rancho. Next time we go to McDonald's, I'm going to tip them $2. Don't tip them shit. There's a way you're saying don't tip them shit. There's like, 
when you have this like <sighs> derision in your voice where it's like they don't deserve oh, okay it. let me try again don't tip them shit how would you like me to say it how about like in a warm hey partner don't be tipping them shit what's wrong with tipping them you still haven't made the kill. The, the only point you've made is that it's different. And a lot of things that are different, we find out later, weren't so bad. Yeah, like microplastics. I exactly. Meant, he loves microplastics. Listen. I mean, I meant more like, you know. Sometimes science is a liar. I meant more like, you know, like wheelchair ramps. Like, I'm sure for a while everyone was like, where'd my stairs go? Oh, I'm sliding down this slope. It's so slippery. But the next thing you know, we're all loving them ramps. And the next thing you know, we got to tip the, the handicapped people for moving out of our way. The they don't deserve it. Give the handicapped guy a dollar. <laughs> Come on. Now, look, sometimes if I see someone who's super disheveled, I am tempted to give them a couple of bucks or a bag of my food. And I almost did this the other day when we were in the parking lot for the doctor's office. Uh, there was like a guy with like crazy hair, bald, wearing like uh, sweats. And I was like, this poor homeless guy. I got a fiver on me. Let me, let me give it to him. But I, I don't know. I was running out of time, so I didn't. And the next thing I know, he's in the doctor's office lobby, like talking on his cell phone. He's got an iPad. He's like making deals and like spinning wheels. That was Daniel Larson. Now, people don't know who that is. <laughs> or, or maybe everyone knows who he no, is except no, me. No, everybody knows who he is except you. <laughs> okay, then I guess we'll just move on. But so when I tip someone a dollar at McDonald's, you feel kind of like I'm saying like I'm better than you and you're lower than me. Yeah, it makes me feel like, um, have you ever played Stardew Valley? Yeah. You know how like, you shop at the start at the corporate store? Yeah. Once, twice, it's fine. But if you do it too much, then the local business, the local seed seller goes out of business. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like one errant dollar here, one errant dollar there won't make much of a difference. But eventually the McDonald's employees are like geese. And they start like coming over to you, like squawking at you for the dollar. And expecting it. What if I don't have one on me? Well, I then you gotta get, then they're gonna bite you and twist your skin <laughs> because right. it hurts more and they know that. Okay, I'm starting to understand. You feel like I'm kind of essentially crumpling up like a dollar bill and throwing it in an orphan's face when I give these people a dollar. You think it's sort of like a, a way of me saying, like, Money means nothing to me and everything to you, peasant. Dance for my nickels, peasant. It's kind of non-consensually treating someone like they're homeless <laughs> in a situation where it would not really be appropriate to do so. Okay. Now, I'd just like to point out <laughs> that it wasn't you who convinced me not to do this because all of your arguments have been terrible. Oh, really? Just to, well, your last argument was, oh, if you give a mouse a cookie, God! Prepared a mouse eats a cookie. I swear, you fucking people will be halfway down the slippery slope still arguing. Like, no, uh, I, I excuse me, ma'am. Your argument that one thing will logically lead to another is a slippery slope fallacy. I hate you people. Okay, but I, now I'm realizing on my own, without your help at all, that there is sort of a classism to what I'm doing. Here's a buck, Chucko. <laughs> I hope you choke on it. You know what? I'm going to leave this up to the listeners. Listeners, whatever you tell me to do is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Put a poll up. Should a stereos tip McDonald's cashier? It's not. No, you keep phrasing it like that. It's not McDonald's cashiers. It's the Mick curbside delivery person. 
Should you tip the McCurbside person? Why? Why not? Why not tip the cashier too? He also works at McDonald's. Because why not get, tip the guy who made the food too? Because he'll get in. They'll get in trouble with their manager. Their manager will see it. That's the. Uh, and by the way, that is the only reason I don't do that because I don't want the manager to be like, "Give that dollar back," or "This dollar is going to Ronald McDonald House." You know, on page seventeen, subsection four of the Bible, it says we can't take tip. So you must tip through the drive-through all the time, then, right? When you go to chick-fil-a and you see those guys outside you tip them right they have to stand out there in the elements all day i mean but i'm only there for a couple of minutes yeah it's okay you can buy him for the hour though you can buy him for the hour he'll get in your car and smoke you out while you eat your food can i smoke with him on his trike yeah sure and hop in the back of the trike oh he's got the dankest weed i'm sure he does all right listeners you tell me what to do. Well, once again, I guess Asteros just doesn't know how society works. And I don't know why I'm saying it in this shit-eating way, because I actually do mean it. I guess I just don't understand some things. You sure don't. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. So Asterios, I have been on a quest to buy an item recently on the internet have i told you about this i mean i think i know what you're talking about but you know, let the listeners in so i had this toy when i was a kid uh listener it was like you ever you ever see hamtaro you ever see an episode of hamtaro i know a little bit about hamtaro it would be airing like right when i got on the bus it would be airing in the morning it's a cartoon about hamsters it was the exact same situation for me and i would always watch it before school i fucking loved hamtaro it was so good it's about little hamsters and they went on these little adventures and it was the most Americanized fucking thing ever because it was in that weird period where like they were imported starting to import anime and play it as cartoons but the people who were uh, importing it the company executives were like kids will want to listen to this shit if it sounds too Japanese so let's change all the names and make them sound like they're Americans so they changed the names of the hamsters from like Ribbon Chan to Bijou and stuff like that but they're really good so when I was a kid I had the set of they made figures of all the hamsters the hamtaros they would go and they would stay in this big clubhouse that was at like the community park and there was hamsters from everybody's house would congregate there like they would all break out of their cages simultaneously after their owners left for the day to go to work or school and they would congregate in the ham ham clubhouse so there were like dozens upon dozens of hamsters and that also of course unlocked the possibility for unlimited movies because they could like go different places and interact with other hamsters which is weird because i don't remember there being many other hamsters in the world like as a kid i remember some people having hamsters but like Everybody in this fucking universe has hamsters. I mean, look, if if our hamsters looked like those Hamtaro hamsters, I'd want like 10 of them. And I'd let them go wherever they wanted during the day. Just be back by the time I get home. Yeah, I mean. Because I want to cuddle you. <laughs> yeah, me too. Like one of the first episodes is the uh, girl moves into a new house and her neighbor comes over. And is and she, at first for most of the episode, she's like, I'm so sad because I have to go to a new school. And her neighbor comes over and is like, is that a hamster? I have a hamster. And the neighbor brings her hamster over. And those are the two main character hamsters. 
Yeah, because they live right next to each other. So they're always fucking around with each other. Anyways, I digress. So I had this set of like 200 little rubber hamsters. You had 200 hamsters? I had so many fucking hamsters. It was probably more like 100 of them. Okay, but but that's still a lot of hamsters. Right. And I'd play with these things with my brother. We had so much fun with them. We would take them on vacation and like put them places. I had so many, uh, what were they called? Those little like disposable cameras. I have so many disposable camera pictures of just these hamsters on like the beach random places and like in the mall and in the car and stuff so i have been on this fucking quest to find a set of these goddamn hamsters i don't know why i've just been inspired i want these hamsters i want to play around with them i want to pose them places take pictures of them with my cell phone i have run into a consistent issue which it seems like every hamster seller on the internet has just set up shop and then died (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or otherwise completely abandoned their Hamtaro figurine selling career to the point where I'm trying to find knockoffs and I can't. I'm like buying knockoffs and even the knockoff accounts have been abandoned on eBay right now. There are two hamster lots, lots of these little hamster figures. They're each about one inch tall and each lot has about 50 to 60 of these hamster figures. I have bid so far three times on three lots and I have won every single auction and none of them have shipped. I mean, but look, it's like five or $10 for some toys. I mean, it doesn't like a big deal. No, bro, these sets, I'm paying like 100 to $200. You're buying $200 worth of hamsters? I'm trying so hard to get to these hamsters, bro. I'm like not, I'm sparing no expense seeking these fucking hamsters and people will not sell them to me. They are sto- they're gaslighting me into thinking that the hamsters are available and then they're just not responding. After I've had to file fucking eBay complaints after eBay complaint trying to get my money back from these hamsters. It's taken weeks and I want to know why. I want to know why these are like a lost item. Is there anything else like this in your life that's just been like lost to time? Is this how people who want to play old video games feel? You're telling me that the Hamtaro figurines are lost media. Lost, lost media. physical media. Much like that Wiley Coyote movie that's been ripped out of my hands god there was nothing i wanted to see more than real life john cena interact with the coyote from wiley coyote and someday david saslov you will feel the wrath of all of us gamers i mean looney tunes fans you're breaking off $200 for hamsters and you think me giving a dollar to the poor McDonald's employee is like some sort of crime against humanity? That could have bought 20% of a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now three different times you've bid hundreds of dollars on these hamsters. Three different times, absolutely no response. What do they have to gain from putting up a lot of hamsters on eBay, taking your money temporarily, and then you getting it back? Do you think they're like doing a thing where like they get the money and they really quickly like do a short sale on some stock? No, I don't know what's going on. I think these people have just set up the hamster eBay like years and years ago, like five years ago, and then set it. eBay lets you do this thing that if nobody buys your listing, it'll like if it's set to not an auction, but a buy it now price and nobody buys it, it'll auto like relist it after 30 days. So I feel like these hamsters have just been going. It loops 
for years on a perpetual thing, waiting for somebody, some schmuck like me, to come and interrupt the cycle with a payment of $200, which I've done. And now they've just like probably lost the hamsters at this point. They've just been lost to time like every other piece of lost media. I don't get lost. I'm going to be real with you. It's like, I I don't understand it. I'm sorry, what? Careful. Careful what? The lost media people. Are they going to get mad at me? Their emotions run hot. What I'm going to say. It's just, I don't understand it on like a theoretical level. Like I was reading, it's interesting that you say lost media because I was watching on YouTube. I got recommended this random thing called Audrey and Friends Pilot. And it was just like a kid's cartoon with a kind of snarky, British tone and I'm reading the comments and the comments are all like Audrey and Friends is completely lost media that aired on KBB2 between the years 2001 to 2003 a lot of very talented people worked on this show please if you have any connection to Audrey and Friends please reach out to me at this email it's like well if they were that talented where's the episodes of Audrey and Friends Where'd they go? What do you mean it's lost media? Go find it. Nobody has it. I'm sure like dozens of people worked out. Nobody has like an MP4. It's weird. The lost media people. I get some of it. Like, for example, people really give a shit about this Doctor Who guy, Doctor Who, and his like little call box and his big scarf, like flying around, waving his magic wand. I, his sonic screwdriver stuff. And look, I try to watch Doctor Who. I try my best. Just the other day, I tried again to watch the Lady Doctor Who. And it's like Lady Doctor Who and like a retired couple and a guy and a cop running around the galaxy. And I'm just like, I I can't can't give a shit. I don't give a shit about any of you people. I'm sorry. But a lot of Doctor Who episodes are lost because like in order to like keep episodes of television back then, they had to like aim a film camera at a video monitor and then roll film. And like, you know, in the 50s and 60s and 70s, like film was really expensive. And so like these BBC people were like, who gives a shit about this like mm-hmm. doctor guy? It's like he's like, you the, what, the time guy? Like, fuck this time guy. Like, and so a lot of episodes of Doctor Who are lost forever. And people really do care about that shit. How, what, like from the 50s? Or? Yeah, like 50s, 60s. Because like every 10 years or so, they'll be like, we found an abandoned lighthouse with like 12 episodes of Doctor Who in it. Because like some lighthouse keeper just like decided to film film it on his film camera and then people are like are the episodes good no they're terrible see that like a guy in a mask getting hit with a broomstick but the fact that people can't have them is why they want them see those i understand lost media like that i understand because it's so old that the technology just wasn't there but like if something is made on a computer in like 2003 am i wrong in assuming that it just auto like the file what about the the file that can really never be destroyed if you think about it but someone like that can be endlessly copied without the use of another device and just like repeated forever in a series of like how is that lost does no one have it how how is it possible that this thing that it takes no effort to copy and create a new one of and that multiple people had has is now gone like if one of you lost it i understand that 
kind of. Not even completely. Like, if you were motivated enough, which these people clearly fucking are because they're insane, then why don't you just go recover? I, I don't know. I don't get it. It's like, if it was like, what the fuck do you mean an episode of Hamtaro is lost? I saw it on television. It was on a DVD. <laughs> It, with the DVD was sold in Toys R Us. Go find one. Wait, there are lost Tom Taro episodes? I don't know. I, I was just using this. Oh, okay. Damn. Because I was like, well, because here's the thing. Like, people cared about Tom Taro. They made video games. I think you, uh, when we first uh, started, uh, you know, getting to know each other, you told me about something called Ham Ham Heartbreak. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Um, The thing with Ham Taro is that a lot of it just never got translated over. Mm-hmm. Like, they, Viz Media or whatever, bought a bunch of Ham Taro and then they stopped giving a shit. And then, but Ham Taro kept going. <laughs> Oh, cool. In Japan. So we didn't get most of it. Like, there's a ton of Hamtaro movies that have just never been translated into English because why would they? People care to some degree about Hamtaro. Like, they made toys. They made video games. They made DVDs. I used to, I used to work in television. I worked in television for like 10 years. I worked on television shows that I guarantee you will not be able to find because like I worked in television in the early 2000s. Like I remember when Dropbox became a thing, me like trying to convince my boss that we need the thing called Dropbox (laughs) so we could all share files. And he was just like, no, just burn it to a DVD and bring the DVD to people. I'm like, yeah, I'm not kidding. Like like now, like we take for granted, like ah, Google Drive, ah, this drive, ah, cloud this, ah, cloud that. But like, if no one gave a shit, like I worked for, for example, like I worked on a TV show called like, how clean is your house? I worked on a TV show called like Rodeo Stars. I worked on a TV show called like Taken Down the House. Those are all reality shows. Have you ever heard of any of them? No. Do you think anybody cares? No, but I mean, I would think nobody would fucking care about Audrey and Friends either. Exactly. That's why things like Audrey and Friends disappear because it's like, I worked for uh, I I worked for a show called How Clean Is Your House, which is about two British ladies who would clean your house. Okay, that was made by a production company called like David Grossman Productions. But like, what happens when like David Grossman Productions goes out of business? Do you think he's gonna like be like, we have to se- we have to put the digital archive online and make sure that everyone we need to make sure that these episodes can live on? He's just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I guess format these hard drives and we could sell them on eBay? I don't know. I just feel like there's so much motivation to just put shit on the internet these good days. Good shit. Shit you care about on the internet. Not even anything good. It's like just I assumed I would assume that if that happened that there would just be somebody who had just like boondocks logic for because for the longest time and this is still true to an extent but not anymore because it got picked up by like hbo max or whatever but whoever had the rights to the boondocks the animated series just didn't give enough of a shit to dmca anybody on youtube so somebody just put up on all the episodes for free so i figured somebody would just do that for like audrey and friends just like oh i have all these episodes of audrey's friends fuck it let's see if i can make so a little bit of ad rev it's not like anybody's gonna strike me anymore yeah but they'd have to like have recorded audrey and friends like in the first place like that's kind of the step you're missing have you ever heard of marion stokes no marion stokes i'm guessing she had like autism or ocd but like she was on the spectrum so she was like 
I have to tape all of television every day. <laughs> like all of it? Yes. So back when VHS cassettes were incredibly expensive, like it would cost hundreds of dollars. Like every day she woke up, she got a fresh VHS cassette, she put it in, she recorded everything that happened on TV that day. She wrote the day, she wrote what happened, and she put the cassette on a shelf. Nice. She didn't do it for anyone. She wasn't like, oh, I'm a huge TV. Like she did it because she had to. Now, like the Marion Stokes archive is some of like our only copy of certain TV shows and commercials and local TV shows and syndicated TV shows that we have. And they're all like on this shitty VHS. And the only reason we have it is because there was like kind of a nutty lady who thought to do it. If there's no nutty guy out there who really likes that cartoon you keep talking about, it, it's just going to go away. It's just gone. It's interesting. I wonder what that of the future will be. I bet books, probably books, right? So I bet a bunch of like in the future will be like, hey, does anybody remember the Click series? And then be like, what are you talking about? The Click has been lost for 10 years. Uh, it was before the time of ebooks, so it doesn't exist online. I bet that's not true. I bet that was popular enough that it would be inscribed if it wasn't before the time of e-readers well yeah see i mean see, that's the interesting thing where it's like well there are shakespeare plays that are lost like we know their titles we kind of know what they were about like that dude was the most famous guy in the world like kings and queens like loved that dude and threw money at that dude and like some of his plays survived like a lot of them didn't why it's weird it's just like Weird shit just happens. I wonder if his other plays, if they were like total dog shit, or if they were like even better. Like, what if the lost plays are better than the ones that we have, and we're stuck studying this dog, dog shit? It's definitely the other way around. People are like, this play sucks. Who cares? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to hire a guy to like meticulously handwrite it onto like scrolls of papyrus and then like wax and seal them and put them in lead tubes. That's not true. That's just what the rich people like. Like, think about all the TV shows that died. Before their time, like uh, freaks and geeks, like everybody during the time was like, oh, this is fucking dog shit. Don't make another season of this. And now we all love it. Yeah, but look at what happened when we all fell in love with Arrested Development. It was like, oh, Arrested Development. Oh, oh it's going to get canceled. Canceled. Bring back Arrested Development. And then they brought it back. And we didn't like it. That's right. We should got to leave Shakespeare canceled. And then and then they brought it back again. And they were like, no, we're going to fix it this time. And we were like, we like this even less. <laughs> Look what they did to the, those ladies you like on the Sex of the City show. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great to see what Carrie's up to now? And then we did. And we're like, it's not that great. And we got to kill her husband. Bring back Aiden. It was like one of the worst. They, they ended that the fucking worst way ever. She's the Sex in the City and just like that ended with not a cliffhanger, but her boyfriend Aiden being like, my son is going through teenage shit problems. So I got to go back to my ranch in Virginia. We can date in five years. And she's like, okay, cool. I'm going to wait for you. It's like, fuck you, Aiden. Oh, and this is also, I forgot to mention, after she just sold her fucking house to buy a bigger house because he was like, I can't live without my kids I've been living without for a really long time. Why can't she just move to Virginia? I don't know, because she's Carrie Bradshaw. But that got a couple of years. Like, that's fun. Roughing it, Virginia? I feel like she could do Virginia super luxury because she's got Mr. Big's money, but whatever. And also, how far is it from D.C.? 
the Amtrak from DC to New York City would take fucking forever, though. That would take like six hours. I'm just saying, she should. If she likes this guy so much, move to Virginia. Don't take five years off of sex living alone in New York City. Yeah, I don't know. It's what not she's called doing. no sex in the city. Now it's called fucking bitch Carrie and her dead husband and Charlotte's bitch kids. That's what I'm saying. Fuck Charlotte's bitch kids. They're so fucking annoying. Everyone's like, oh, oh, the show's lost. Oh, if only I had it. And then you get it and it's not that good. Some things it's okay to be lost. The only reason people want to find this lost stuff is because it's being kept from them. You know, it's like if you put daddy's gun up on a shelf, you want it even more. But if you give the gun to the baby... And then the baby grows up with the gun, is comfortable with the gun, teething on the gun, put a little hat on the gun. Then it's like not such a big deal. And then maybe you won't shoot your mom. Yeah, exactly. That's why every kid should have a gun from age five. I think you start them as small as you can. We need to normalize the gun, not fetishize the gun. Whatever's up on that shelf, I want it. And I want to aim it at my best friend. <laughs> or Slenderman. Or your best friend to impress Slenderman. Yeah. And it's hard to aim a gun at Slenderman because he's very slight. Exactly. He's moving target. See how fast he moves? He's turn around and he's not there anymore. You know, what would be better? Round man. <laughs> Round man? Yeah. Stocky man. Husky man. Oh my God. It's a Slender Man. It's just the game Slender or whatever that game was in the woods. You remember that thing? It was very popular for a hot second where you would have to collect like stray notes in the woods and Slender Man was pursuing you and oh. you could tell how close he was by how loud the music was getting. Oh my and God. Sometimes you'd like turn the camera and he'd be there and play a piano chord and you had to like run in the other direction. Ah! That game. But instead of Slenderman, it's Schneiderman. And it's your round man concept, but he's gigantic and he wants to sniff your feet. And you're trying to escape that bakery he made. Yes, exactly. And if you don't, your toes get baked. No! <laughs> Into no! his mouth. No, my little toes! Bye, listeners. Listeners, if you have a Hamtaro figure, please message me. I got you one for Valentine's Day. I do, but seriously, you don't understand. There's like hundreds of Hamtaros. It's like, it's good, but he needs friends. I can't be spending $7,000 to restore your entire hamster collection. If only it wasn't lost media. Listener, if you have lost pencil top or epoch media, uh, send us a message at uh, theloudestpodcast at gmail.com. And listeners, if you agree with me that these poor, dirty, disheveled... Urchin McDonald's employees. Please, sir, can I have a dollar? <laughs> Deserve one to a spare tuppence or two. You tell us that you email the. Well, actually, I was about to say email the loudest podcast at gmail.com. When was the last time you checked the loudest podcast at gmail.com? No, send an email and then DM me on Instagram and tell me to check the email. Maybe the ne maybe next episode we just open up that email account and see what's been good. You know, we've been telling people the emails there for like the past five years. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. Okay, there's got to be some gold in there. I'm sure. Let's. Oh, and then speaking of gold, there's plenty of comedy gold on patreon.com slash hysterios. New episode of The Lime and the Cocodose just went up the other day. And it is Lime Jinjo telling us the story of the first time he ever tried weed, which was very recently. Oh, congratulations. Did he like it? He got way too high and very scared. But at the same time, he was able to expertly play Super Smash Brothers. Like, 
He's seeing colors, he's hearing shrieks, and simultaneously he's kicking all of his friends' asses. There's no off switch on excellence. That's so great because I remember, man, the first time I read an article recently about this kid at a middle school who his friend, he got hospitalized because of weed. Like weed put him in a coma. Oh God. And it turned out it was because he was like a special needs kid who the other kids were bullying and they forced him to hit a blanker. Like for his first time smoking weed, which is when you inhale the weed vape, the weed vape designed to be like a thousand times more potent than regular (laughs) weed. So hard that the battery is like, okay, I can't support any more inhale. You need to blow the weed smoke out and give me a break. That kid got hospitalized. Yeah, man, that's fucking crazy. I remember my first time smoking weed. I threw up. What? We were trying to smoke out of an apple. It was so weird. I was in high school. We were trying to smoke out of an apple because my friend's parents had like gone to sleep and we were like in the outside of her house and so I took a big hit of it and I don't know it just like my, my body just rejected it and so I like start dry heaving and throwing up and she's the whole time she's like so mad at me she's like shut up do not throw up do not you're gonna wake my parents up they're gonna it smells like a fucking skunk factory out here you need to stop making so much noise I don't. I was high out of my fucking mind, though. Oh man, you always chase that purple dragon after that, don't you? I kind of at first I was like, "What are you throw up?" But then I'm like, "Wait a minute, this is like a teenage girl in- deeply inhaling her first mouthful of <laughs> acrid burning smoke." Yeah. It's like, how do you expect someone's body to react to that? Oh, new episode of Dark Side Jills. Uh, should also be up by the time you hear this. Yeah, it was great. We talked about 90 Day Fiance. We talked about Cobra. So a little something for both genders. Oh, and then you talked about some rapper that keeps people hostage in his basement. Oh, yeah. Nico had a almost got kidnapped by a rapper once. <laughs> yeah. So you can hear that whole story on Dark Side Jills. You can hear all of our bonus episodes for just $2. Just $2 goddamn dollars. That's two of my trips to McDonald's. Yeah, you can tip two McDonald's employees. You can save the tips from two McDonald's employees yeah exactly and spend them at patreon.com slash that's it for the loudest podcast we'll be back next time bye